I think when I look at music and the role that music has played in my life over the past year, that that has really changed and evolved. Mm-hmm. Right. I think the first time I noticed it was um, when I first in my first year of university in Mauritius, we're in an environment where we were studying with people from all across the continent and everyone steps into some of these social spaces and all oh, the drink ups and stuff like that with the aux cable and everything I think Nemo Ahome is um, one of the people who has just played an important role not just in that but also in this platform as well and mm-hmm. stepping out um, and viewing myself as a creative and building confidence behind that she'd play us like I'm a piano music so I'm having music for the very first time and I was like yo like, what is this yeah <laughs> get the ox away from her yeah, um, yeah she doesn't know what's popping yo, but yeah like she was literally putting us on yeah and now getting that from a bunch of different people who I spent time with I now developed my understanding of in developing my understanding of them and being issued with them and where they're from I understood the creative aspect of of the environments that they come from mm-hmm. um, I think I've started listening to your music a lot more now um, after Joy's interview just understanding that it is very layered, not just in music, but you as a person. I love to understand the relationship with you and your experiences and how you transit that into your body of work um, as Razor Man. Yeah, I think with the music, it, it's it's a lot. Yeah. Because if you look at my body of music and you go through all the music that I've released, it's a plethora of experiences, a plethora of emotions from before the music, what I was going through, getting into the music, what I was experiencing, getting in, what I experienced after I got in, and then now finding myself after getting in and being who I am and the people that I'm interacting with, the different lessons that I'm learning, and just experiencing life as an artist now because before, yeah, you'd like to call yourself an artist, but you really, it's, it's a term that we loosely throw around, you know, like... What term? Like, I'm an artist. I'm an artist. Uh-huh. You, you know, when, you, when you're getting, yeah, yeah, I make music, I'm an artist, yeah, I'm doing this, <laughs> I'm doing that. But I think I'm at a place now where I can actually call myself an artist because I've been immersed in the, in the industry, I've been immersed in the lifestyle and, and the whole industry and seeing how things work, seeing how people interact, seeing how, th- how people move. And now you begin to understand all of it, from the creative aspect to the mm. social aspect to all of it. Now I can actually call myself an artist and say, yeah, I'm an artist. Because before it was, yeah, I'm an artist just because I make music, mm. you know, and uh, yeah, yeah, I do mm. this. Mm. But now I'm just like, no, I am an artist. I, I have lived that life. I have gone through the struggles. I have experienced the good, the bad, the ugly, the beautiful. But now... I am where I am and I can actually say that I am an artist. And now my music, my listening to all of the music speaks to that journey from the way the music was being mixed to how I was recording to yeah. my delivery to who I'm working with and collaborating with in terms of writing, in terms of singing, in terms of performing. All of that just speaks to the journey and getting to where I am now. And it's not even where, where I'm going to stop. There's, there's still so much that, that is happening. I think this year, the first six months have shown me so much. And then 
this next six months, this se- second half of the year, has even just shown me so much more as an artist. Come and on. I'm just learning so much, you know. So the music just reflects all of that, the journey. For me, music is storytelling, uh, a way for people to, even if they do not know me personally, get into my life and experience and know an aspect of it. In as much as I may not say everything, mm-hmm. you'll be able to understand the emotions and the experiences that I'm going through while listening to my music. Because I, I cannot sing about things that I've not gone through. I find it very hard to, yeah. to do that. You know, with, with time now, of course, I'm talking, I, I'm, as I said, I'm interacting with so many people and I'm learning how to do that. Mm-hmm. But that's the core of my music keeping it real to the experiences that I'm that I'm going through or the experiences that I'm seeing the people around me go through, go through. you know so yeah I think when I look at what you just said the easiest way for me to relate it with was the wor- the poetry that I was doing a couple mm-hmm. of years ago right so high school eh, a very serious heartbreak yeah <laughs> <laughs> Um, and I, yeah. think I, I, I processed it through that like kind of mm. creative, creative expression. Mm. So I'd write poems, send it to her. She didn't care too much. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Um, yeah. And if then only you stuck around, whoever you are. She's married now. <laughs> yeah, you guys should have just seen my face as he said we, that. We get her on, the, on on this podcast, innit? Yeah. Um, yo, that'd be wild. <laughs> But then um, I think even the the kind of romantic relationships I had after 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 that, I'd always come back to communicating to them through this kind of expression, mm-hmm. the words, the poetry. And like, as you rightly said, it was it came from my experiences, my lived experiences, um, the things I've seen people around me go through. I used to do spoken word at the time, and so sp- the spoken word, how I'd create that, was also through that sort of creative creative process. Um, I want us to just take a couple of examples in your body of work um, and just unpack the experiences behind it. The reason for that is I think when people see the person behind the artist and the experiences that this person is translating into their work, one, it may help them connect a lot more with the music, yes. but then also connect more with the artist and the mm-hmm. person. Because that, I, th- I feel, is what drives the growth. It drives what, what you get back as an artist from the audience. Mm. Um, let's take an example of industry life. <laughs> I knew you were going there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew this you is, were going this is, there. This has been demanded. Everyone wants to know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but then I think when I first listened to it, um, the 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 three songs. Um, yeah. Would you call that an EP? Yeah, it was an EP. The, the come, come up. up. The come there up. We go. Mm. If you're listening to this, pause. Go listen to all those three songs. <laughs> um, but then specifically industry life, and this may, may extend to the other two songs as well. Yes. I love to understand what is going on in Razor Man's life, in Vuko's life as a person. Yeah. And the process be- between all right that kind of decision of I want to put this down in this form and let yeah. people know. Because it for me it felt like it connected with me at a level where it was a it felt more like a check in 
like a like a checkpoint, you know, kind of thing. Of mm. This is what I've experienced so far. This is my view on the industry. Yes. Um. So back to like what we mentioned earlier of understanding, you know, the person and the experiences behind the work that it comes out and is put out into this very noisy world that we're in. <laughs> I hope you guys got to that one. <laughs> I've been paused. <laughs> you know. Well, <laughs> okay, take us back to when you began um, putting down industry work. What so, was what were you trying to give to the world? I got into music September of 2020. It was literally, I, I got into music during COVID and I got in with my really good friend Caleb, Caleb Awiti. And after he left, I remember at some point I got tired of, no, he left in, no, I got into music in 2019, actually. I got into music in 2019, around September, August, thereabout. And then now 2020, COVID happened. And as soon as our president opened the borders, <laughs> I moved to Nairobi so Come quick. On. So Wait, quick. So that entire period, the only thing that was hindering you at that point from moving here were some of those restrictions. Yes, yes. Of course, I, I, I was still in school, but then now COVID happened, and then now school, of course, there was all this learning from home, and then there was predicted mm-hmm. grades, so we weren't doing school anymore, and I was in my final year, so it was just one of those ones. And then as soon as the borders were opened, I remember I moved here. It was July 2020. And I moved. And I'm, a, I'm an appreciator and a lover of music because, as I said, I've grown up around music. So when I hear good music, I appreciate good music. And I want to give people the flowers and I want to tell them. I, yes, I'm a fan, but don't mm-hmm. mistake me being a fan for me worshipping you and thinking that you're better than me. As I told you, like... I, I know I'm that guy. Like, we, we may all be those guys, but I treat you as a human being, not as this figure, first off. I appreciate your art, but don't treat me like, mm. yeah, this guy is lesser than me. So, of course, I moved to Nairobi. I'm this kid from Mombasa who's been making music with Caleb Awiti. Caleb has grown up. He's, he's blown up. Mm-hmm. And now I'm just Caleb's friend who was making music with Caleb. And so you're trying to really prove points to people. And as you remember me telling you, when I started music with Caleb, as he was sitting down and I was going to now do this music by myself, I told my friend Caleb, and we were also with another friend of mine called Martin, that I'm just going to be different. My sound is going to be different. I'm just going to express myself differently and make different sound because I'm not listening to the same artists that everyone is listening to. Mm. You know, I, I love other music and that's going to show in my music. I'm not just going to do this to blow up. And so when I moved to Nairobi, of course, this moment, there's so many people my age in similar circles that are blowing up and are big and are doing all of these things. And I listen to the music and some of them are doing different things and I appreciate different. Mm. And so Mm. you're interacting with these people, you're going for their shows, you want to talk to them. I want to collaborate with them because I'm just, I'm telling myself, you're doing something different. I'm doing something different. I have an ear for sound and I know if you and I do something, it's just going to blow Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it's just going to be beautiful art. Even before it blows, it's just going to be beautiful art. It's going to be timeless. And for me, my my music, all the music I make is about being timeless. Tell a story that Mm -hmm. 10 years from now, even when you sit down with Omina and you're still talking about it, 
it makes sense. It's not just I was making a song for it to be a hit. Exactly. If, if it hits, beautiful. We love that. But can you tell a story first, you know? And so I've come in and interacting with all of these people and you want to collaborate with guys and you want to work with them. Mm -hmm. But there's just so much industry. There's just a certain way guys feel themselves and move. Yeah. Which for me, of course, coming in early on, I didn't understand. And until today, I still don't understand because I love collaborating with people. I love working with people, picking their minds, mm -hmm. creating. Art for me is an extension of who I am. So before it's anything else, it's just like, can we sit down and just vibe? Can we have a good time? Can we have conversation and then make a banger and just be happy that we were mm -hmm. in the same space together creating? And so I've come in and there's so many artists that I'm interacting with and there's all of this going on, but there's so many obstacles along the way. Mm -hmm. Not because there should be obstacles, but just because of how people are moving and how people perceive being an artist as. Because if you're an artist, then you need to be a certain way, you need to be like this and like that. And now it's just like that. That's not how it's supposed to be. And so very many people are giving me a lot of is, is there an English word for mother all? Like, I, I don't know. <laughs> Listeners, help us out, help us out, help us out. Yeah, if like, anyone yeah. knows English word for mother all, please. But yeah, there's just a lot of mother all that's there in the industry. And so I had to sit myself down and realize that I didn't start music while I wasn't doing music to have to work with these guys. For mm. me, music was an outlet. It saw me through the whole pandemic with the writing and producing and building a sound with my producer, Elvis. Shout out, Constantly Elvis. meeting up. We meet up at 5 p.m. We drive around listening to different music. Before 7 p.m. curfew hits, I've dropped him home. I'm back was home. In no, this was in Mombasa before Mombasa. I moved to Kilifi. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, picked him up, listened to different music, listened to this aspect, listened to this. It was just about enjoying yourself and creating something different. And so... When then I created or I recorded the all the EP industry life, the come up, sorry, mm -hmm. it was just a reminder to myself that mm. I'm doing this for me. There's so many conversations that I had with Caleb and Martin when I f when we first started music in my house. So many conversations we've had on call, so many conversations I've had with all of my other boys about what we envision for me in this music thing and where we can get to mm -hmm. and what we want to achieve with it that is not going to be hindered by these new artists that I'm interacting with just because it's not going to stop me from yeah. creating and doing this music because I'm doing music because I love music and some way, somehow it's just going to work out, you know. And the come up then was just paying homage to that. Mm -hmm. And just saying, telling myself and telling the listeners, there's so many things that I, the first song is with Caleb. And the first song, literally, if you listen mm. to it, it just talks about our, our life as teenagers and how we grew up and then got to the music and what we think about the music. We're not used to this fame mm -hmm. and, and the reactions we're getting from people, but we're enjoying it and we're doing, and we're here because we love it. And so we're just going to have fun with it. And we go on to the next song and we go into industry life. And now industry life now talks about all these experiences that I've had since moving to Nairobi and how 
it shaped me. Like 2021 was a year for me to learn because I interacted with so yeah. many artists. I'm telling you, I went to any show I could go to, I was going. Anything I could do, I was there. And at this point, university classes were online. So you have so much free time in between to be going for events, to do this, interact with who do what. Mm. And so I was always there. But interacting with these people, then I was just like, oh, so this is how people so move. So this is how it is. That's not who I am. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to stick here and yeah. force myself to be here. I'm just going to keep doing me. And the come up was just rubber stamping that and telling guys, yeah, you like, whether you like me, if you like me, you like me. Mm -hmm. If you don't, you don't. Mm -hmm. I'm moving with the guys who like me. Cool. And that's what, the, that's what the project was about. When I speak to people who work or are very present in certain spaces where I'm not, mm -hmm. right? I haven't been in for a long time, I try to understand the expectations versus reality or the, the change in perspective once you're now in the industry, but in different capacity, mm -hmm. right? And even like when it comes to, to music and events, I used to be a consumer of this product or service, right? I go to, I buy my ticket, I go to an event, have a good time, yada, 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 come back. But now when I got involved in the behind the scenes, I started seeing things that I wasn't aware of yes. as an audience member. Yes. And with how you described how you got into the industry and that, oh, realizing different things and seeing different things, and you spoke into aspects of how people perceive an artist and the expectations that are there for an artist. Mm. Are there some things that you can speak to right now that you saw different when you moved from being an audience member to being on stage in terms of some of the challenges and probably struggles that come with, for example, being paid how you need to, negotiating mm -hmm. for your pay mm -hmm. um, in a way that works for you, collaborating in a certain way. Mm. Are there some things that you can speak to right now in terms of challenges and struggles just to give any of your fans, mm. any, any person who is on that side of things, yes. just to do a bit more perspective yes. into the challenges day to day. So for me, I was a listener and I was a consumer of the art before I even moved here to Nairobi in 2020. But the thing is, I moved here, or, I ra or rather I moved back to Nairobi mm. as I also became Razor Man. So now I became a consumer of these events at the same time that I was becoming an artist. As you're developing your own. Yes, yeah. exactly. I, I wasn't going to concerts as much and events as much and, you know, all of that. And so it was a just, it was very weird being able to balance that, mm -hmm. you know. But I thank God that I was afforded a lot of, by, by certain people, uh, a level of respect mm -hmm. where even if you do not, I remember my first show, I wasn't paid, but yeah, it's your first show, come, do your thing. We've listened to your music, we like it, but you can bring your entourage of five guys and if you need food, we've, we've gotten for you food and we've gotten you a bottle. You know, all of those things that you really don't expect to be afforded when you're starting. The money isn't there, but you want to gauge how you were and the energy that you bring on stage because people have never really seen it. And you get there and the first event is beautiful and they call you for the second one and they say, okay, we don't really make a, as much money, but this is what we have and we'll still afford you all of those other things. Mm -hmm. What would you like? And so from the event organizers that I started working with from the beginning, I was afforded respect. Ooh. 
not from the artist but from the organizers you know and because the reason for that also is for me a lot of the people that i work with i tend to want to build a relationship with first i want to understand the type of person that they are can we have phone call conversations and talk about other things mm. i want to support you so can you support me if i'm buying your stuff are you buying my stuff are you supporting me in different ways because mm. money is not always the motivating factor it's always just being able to come together bring and and be able to put something that is beautiful together you know but then of course as i continued and now a shift happened after my performance at alchemist mm-hmm. where now it was yeah these guys now i i now I, it seems that they actually know an artist's worth and they know that all of this that everything that is happening is is mediocre to to say the least but we need to be able to give people a different experience which is what i had been wanting to do from the beginning you know but of course because you're coming in you can't come into the industry with so many demands but now once you interact with certain people such people then you're just like oh yes actually there's people who see the there's people who see the value in the in the craft in the art in me as the artist and in the people that i move with okay and since that 2022 performance in may i have not done very many shows because number one, i refuse to do shows with the playback i don't do playback it has to be half live i i prefer to have full band half live playback half live and full band so playback is is playing the mp3 version of your song and just rapping over it there's no instruments there's just the dj playing your track and you yeah. sing and guys bump and you know all of that mm-hmm. And then half life is being able to have two or three instrumentalists like a background vocalist yourself mm-hmm. you have like a backing track or whatever it is just to be able to feel the feel the performance and then full band is full band you're there with your drummer your guitarist your bass uh-huh. your bassist all of that you know and so for me i prefer to have full band full band because i know that that is how i can give my listeners and the people coming to the event to see me the best experience possible i can give them value for their money i'm not and as i said i'm not in this thing for the for the money really i'm here to give guys mm. an experience i'm mm. here to afford mm. guys a good time and when you leave there that money that you spent you're just like it was worth it all those other things may have happened but raise a month's performance was it and so from then because now i've understood your hospitality rider what you want as drinks you can get hospitality yeah. you can come with as many co- these many complimentaries full band people they need to be able to provide for you backline and these are the instruments that you want I, i've i've had to take a step back and say i don't really need to perform all the time mm. if an organizer cannot give me this to execute a perfect show or a close to perfect show then i don't need to be there because it also waters down my brand you know so that th- th- those are the things that i learned and and now i'm 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 at a place where i'm just like no i i know what i i need to be able to execute a perfect show and if i can't get it then there's really no point of being there because i'm really fooling myself even before i fool my listeners you know so yeah come on um aren't uh, aren't guys to understand um why you feel the way you do about like those specific elements of of your performance and 
we had a phone call, you and I, earlier yes. this year. And at the time, I was developing my, I was deciding on my topic for my dissertation. Yes. Um, and I knew I wanted to be based on the Kenyan music industry because of what I had experienced it, what I had experienced last summer. Mm-hmm. And so I just did a traffic light. Right, so let, let me see like whether I could just narrow it down. Mm. And the question we had um, at the time was thinking about like music streaming platforms and the role that technology is playing in the industry. Yes. You're currently doing a dissertation on social media and yes. that aspect of things and how it contributes to business in the industry. So I love I love that like that those parallels to um, yeah, yeah, yeah. to us right, right now academically, right? Yes. Um you spoke about the fact that like in relation to music streaming platforms, when you started out, I was asking you about like, you know, how much focus you put on your your your, your music streams how you stream your music, that aspect of things, but you, you emphasize on the importance of delivering as Razor Man when it comes to live events and mm. live performances. Mm. How do you think that that kind of decision of I'm going to maximize on this, it's not that you, I won't focus on the other ones, but there's something, there's something that you saw when it comes to that relationship that you have with your audience, mm. that love for them to understand and hear from you. Mm. When you look at the tools available for you as an artist to put out your work, whether it's streaming, whether it's live events, um, one thing I liked about Hustle Salsa was, I think you then brought this to my attention, how I can buy your music mm. and that kind of like revenue model and, and, yes. and revenue exchange. When did you realize, when did you make that decision of live events, performances, this is where I want to always make sure that it, because you also compared it to if if you were in a in an artist lineup, and let's say mm. you did artists who may be able may draw more physical audience yes. because of of where they are in their stage of the career. But you, you you said something about like moving f- if you were to be performing and you're to move from one artist to the other Rizoma may not have many of his fans, but his performance is still going to match up. And he's going to convert the people that are there. To match up to that. Yes. Why do you love that aspect of things so much in live performance, in making sure that you have a full, you have a full band, everything is, is getting for in terms of the, a technical rider? Have you, is this something that you saw from someone else? Do you draw the inspiration from someone else mm. and then plug it into like your work? When did you make that decision and how, how has that been so far in shaping your audience relationship as i said my parents are lovers of music and mm. be, and with being lovers of music they're also lovers of live music okay and my mom has worked with homeboys she you know all of that so she mm. understands good sound she knows what good sound is supposed to be because an event before anything else is the sound before then even an artist comes on and delivers a good show, you know. And to have good sound, you also need to ensure that you have the right equipment there, mm-hmm. the the right instruments. Let let don't don't cut back on a few things just because it's cheaper, and then you go there and things go haywire or it doesn't sound as good mm-hmm. as possible. Because as I said, it speaks to your brand. Being able to go up there and give guys a show with sound that is good. And nini 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 everything flowed well, speaks to your brand. That, yeah, any show that we've gone for that Razorman was performing at was a good show. We could hear what he was doing. The band was tight. 
all of that. And it just comes with, even as, as an artist, being comfortable where you're going to perform. Because if you're not comfortable, then you're not, gi you're not giving people your all. Mm -hmm. And if you're not giving people your all, people can feel that. And it's the worst thing ever. It's the worst thing. How do you know they can feel it? Because it's reception from, from the audience. It's reception from the crowd. It's, how do I say? Even, even with sports, mm. when you're not there, people can just tell that you, they're not, you're not there. Rashford is on his bad day today. Yeah, you know, and yeah, you're just like, like come on. So even you, you're, not, you're not really enjoying then being at that game because th there's, there's an exchange of energies. And especially with music, music is spiritual. It's very spiritual. Mm. And so if your energy is not right and you're singing to a thousand, a thousand souls that are there and you're giving them negative energy because you're not enjoying being there, mm. they're taking that in, you know. And then they're also just going to be reciprocating that energy as well and it comes back to you. And then you feel drained after that. Yeah. And as an artist, that is one of the worst things to finish a show and feel drained. Is one of the worst. You know what? You want to come off, come off a stage, and you've gone backstage to your people, and now you're just mm. like, guys, we killed what it. What was that? Let's go! Whoa, whoa, <laughs> whoa, whoa! Where's the after party, Where's bro? Like, there's adrenaline coming. You're, you're coming off of adrenaline for the next hour, and you're just like, yeah, what was that? Because you gave everything there. You and and there. and when you do that as an artist, even the audience feels that, and they're just like, wait. That energy was something else, you know? That energy was something else. Guys are there with their phones. They don't know who you are. They don't know. They've never heard of you, but mm -hmm. that is it. And it's, it's okay for people to listen to your music on Spotify and Apple Music and like your music. But once you're face-to-face -face with someone, this is a personal interaction. Mm -hmm. Even if we're 10,000 people on, in the audience, this is still a very personal interaction because you're listening to that music personally. You may have come with your 10 friends, but you're resonating with that music personally before you then share that experience with everyone else that you came with. Very personal. Very personal. So you need to ensure that, that the energy is right. And the only way the energy can be right is if you've been given a space that is conducive for you to have fun, deliver the best that you can, and then ensure that you've resonated with the crowd. And if all those things, because all these things may seem small and very minute, but they all add up to a bigger picture. Mm from the sound being perfect, the right instruments being there for your band members to be comfortable, your EQing on the mic that you can hear yourself, you're good, you're not constantly thinking, I can't hear myself, turn it up, turn it back, oh yeah, it's too loud, all oh, this feedback, it plays into the quality of your performance. And if all those factors are not right, then that performance will not really be the best. And I always just want to be able to give my listeners the best be it listening to a song first and critiquing it because you bought your Hassle Sasa and telling me what you think, mm -hmm. to buying my merchandise and feeling that you're a part of something and you feel special and you feel that you, fe you feel that there's actually a personal relationship between you and Razorman, that not everyone has yeah. this yeah. and I can actually talk to Razorman and I feel like I'm a part of it and so I'm going to go to his show and you, you may not have listened to my music before but because of that interaction, you're inclined to want to go and listen to my music now mm -hmm. and actually now deep the music and understand what I was talking about. And then you're just like, yo, okay, that guy was a vibe, but his music is deep. He's talking about so many other things. So in as much as people look to have the streams first, 
to then convert that to your performances, I think of it differently because I'm a very personal guy. I, I like interacting with my people. So come out, interact with me, like my vibe, mm -hmm. like my energy. Mm -hmm. If you like my energy, you're definitely going to like my music. You know? And then now from there, you're going to listen to that music, you're going to analyze it, you're going to think about it the same way you went and now listen to Industry Life yeah. now yeah. when it came out in 2021. But it's because you came to my show at The Alchemist and you saw what we were doing and you saw how the audience was interacting. Mm -hmm. And you're just like, no, there's something there. And last week we were at Weibo and you saw the energy that guys came with and now you're just like, no, I need to be able to peel back the layers and now understand this person more because, yeah, the energy is beautiful. So can I actually understand them as a person? And for me, then I was just like, that that's, it, it may not be the most successful way of thinking mm -hmm. and doing things, but for me, it's the right way to do things because I just want to connect with my audience personally before anything else. I've ever had a bad show where oh, quite a few. those didn't, the things that you tried to take off on that day, yeah. deliver on that day, didn't go right. Because I'm trying to understand whether there's a con there's been a continuous improvement yeah. and growth when it comes to how you perform now and deliver now as compared to the past. Could you S think of an example of definitely bad, yeah. I, I, a bad day I, I, at work? For I, 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 don't, I don't want to mention names of, of events or what yeah. was going on, but there's definitely bad days in terms of you may have been excited for the event, but then you get there and then the audience is not really interacting with you as much. Mm. And as mm. I said, it's an exchange of energy. So if your audience is not there and they're not reacting to the music, then it also just comes off on you and then you're just mm -hmm. like, you know what, I just want to be done with this. And you've seen very many artists storm off of stage because of that, you know. Yo. But because of a, a certain level of professionalism, I'll see, I'll see through what, I, see what I came to do. Yeah, but it's not going to be my best. And there's times where you go and the sound is not good. And for me, especially now my voice and being able to... Uh, EQ it right for people to hear what I'm saying and actually enjoy the music for most people is not as easy, you know. And so now that also plays into the experience of the show because mm -hmm. at some points mm -hmm. I'm also struggling to hear myself. And now, as I said, those are the things that you're thinking of. I, if I can't hear myself <laughs> in the monitor, yeah. <laughs> if, if they're not hearing, if I can't hear myself in this monitor, how are guys hearing me out there? Da 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 da. Hey, guys are probably turning talking to each other. Hey, what are they saying? Are they saying, I can't even hear him? Yeah. There's been a few of those shows. Definitely more good shows than bad shows, but it normally fluctuates. And, and it's not just, it's, it's a matter of taking those bad shows or not the best shows and learning from them. And don't let them be a hindrance or a, a disservice to you or... Just, just bring you down. Don't, don't let the bad shows do that. Be able to learn from it. Take criticism and failure constructively and build off of it. So that next time you say, okay, no, we need to ensure that this is right. This needs to be there. Can we ensure that I need this person to be there to because they know how to EQ my voice, that they can do this and do that? Yes, perfect. If not, I'd rather not perform because I want to be comfortable to give people the best experience possible. So 